Welcome to The Excellent Fiduciary, a podcast from Roland Chris, where we explore what it takes to meet and exceed the demands of managing an employee benefit plan in today's complex market. From regulatory developments to fiduciary news and practical tips, tune in to The Excellent Fiduciary for your step-by-step guide in achieving compliance and confidence in a new fiduciary era. Now let's begin today's show with an introduction from our Roland Chris host. Cybersecurity is turning into a social phenomenon. Public pressure, employee demands, and U.S. Department of Labor regulations are strengthening the incentives for employers to track and report cybersecurity goals and metrics. Traditional culture improvement efforts focusing exclusively on awareness aren't causing a change in priorities among employee benefit plan committees fueling the loss of control amid increasingly distributed employee populations. So that begs the question, is the human resources community paying attention to the warnings about the devastating effects of lax data security on employee benefit plans? We'll explore the answer to that question in this episode of the Excellent Fiduciary Podcast. I'm Ron Hagen, Chairman of the Risk Standards Committee at Roland Chris. Well, findings in the Gardner Group's cybersecurity study published in 2022 reveal four insights to guide planning for human resources leaders. By 2026, Gardner indicates that at least 50% of C-level executives will have performance requirements related to cybersecurity risk built into their employment contracts. By 2025, Gardner believes that 60% of organizations will use cybersecurity risk as a significant determinant in conducting third-party transactions and business engagements. By 2026, 30% of large organizations are expected to have publicly shared environmental, social, and governance goals focused on cybersecurity, and that's up from less than 2% in 2021. And by 2025, 40% of programs will deploy socio-behavioral principles such as nudge techniques to influence security culture across the organization, and that's up from less than 5% in 2021. Many human resources leaders today are burnout, overworked, and practice and always-on mode. Well, that directly affects how elastic the role has evolved recently due to the growing pressure of culture, technology, and the consequences of a pandemic. On a similar note, new data security considerations have emerged, and here are five that stand out. First of all, the need to quantify risk. Uh, What does risk to our employee benefit plan complex look like in dollars and cents? Uh, Next, Increased levels of digital connections with visible and hidden third parties like subcontractors to record keepers, some of which operate outside the U.S. Third, employees now make decisions with cyber risk implications without first consulting their managers or their employer's security and risk management leaders. A fourth reason for consideration is that major cyber intrusions of Service providers like record keepers, payroll vendors, investment firms, and health plan vendors reveal the scope of the attack surface that threatens personally identifiable information, 
retirement plan assets, and personal health information of employees. And lastly, most employee benefit plan committees operate outside the scope and purview of their employer's cybersecurity leader. Typically, that's the information technology, ex uh, technology executive. Well, those considerations mean that human resources leaders will need to reframe their goals in order to succeed. Now, cybersecurity can be complicated, but here are three ways uh, that we believe they can be simplified. First of all, it will help if you have a vision and a plan, a strategic plan. Next, recognize that cybersecurity is a team effort. While federal pension law makes employee benefit plan committee members fiduciaries and thereby responsible for the security of their employees' data and assets, it takes a, a, a teamwork at the C-level and management level uh, levels inside organizations to cause cybersecurity to really work. Leading business enterprises have created a cyber command center uh, that's made up of a team of individuals from human resources, information technology, and finance. Another way to simplify cybersecurity is to bring the chief information security officer or the IT executives to fiduciary committee meetings. Get them involved in, and, and, and help them to appreciate what considerations go into managing an ERISA-qualified employee benefit plan. Useful findings in the Gardner Group study are valuable in building a strategic cybersecurity plan for your employee benefit plans. Uh, their research shows that 88% of boards of directors now regard cybersecurity as a business risk rather than solely a technical IT problem. Additionally, during the COVID-19 pandemic, and especially after the Employee Benefits Security Administration introduced its cybersecurity guidelines, human resources leaders increased their time focused on these priorities. First of all, educating other senior stakeholders in the organization on the value of security and risk management of employee benefit plan assets. Second, uh, they spent time prioritizing the measuring and articulating the value of the security and risk management function. And then finally, they increased their engagement and strengthened their relationships with their retirement plan committee colleagues, especially on issues of data security. Leading HR leaders are responding proactively to a prevailing trend where they see more non-IT or security people in an organization making information risk decisions. Now, however, it, it, it's still clear from hundreds of security uh, governance-related interactions with Roland Chris clients that we see the accountability for treating cyber risk is usually not formally allocated. It kind of just happens, if it happens, and information technology leaders struggle to articulate why accountability for the cybersecurity risk of employee benefit plan should reside with HR managers and not the IT function. Now, the Gardner Group expects an inevitable shift in formal accountability for treating cyber risks from the security leader to human resources leaders. And specifically, this accountability will increasingly and ultimately rest with readers responsible to the CEO for delivering strategic objectives, including employee satisfaction, security, and the confidentiality of their employees' data and retirement plan assets. 
Increased recognition from boards of directors that cybersecurity is a business risk is a welcome trend. And as a result, we expect it will become more common to see accountability for treating cybersecurity risks in human resources executives' employment contracts. We also expect to see executive performance evaluations and potentially any at-risk compensation, like bonus payments, linked to an HR executive's ability to manage cyber risks to acceptable levels inside their part of the business. Now, it is unfair and certainly unethical to expect business executives to be accountable for something they're not equipped to handle or to know to do. So as formal accountability transfer for cybersecurity risks shifts to human resources, the IT leader's role must be redefined. That role will need to evolve from being the de facto accountable person for treating cyber risks to being responsible for ensuring business leaders have the capabilities and knowledge that are required to make informed, high-quality, independent information risk decisions. Now, managed effectively, this can be a win-win situation for the chief information security officer uh, or the IT executive, and accountability for cybersecurity risk will increasingly rest on the right shoulders inside the organization, according to Gardner's research. The senior human resources executive now will have the opportunity to shape and influence information risk decisions that may previously have been outside their line of sight, in in turn helping to enhance the organization's cybersecurity risk posture. Forward-thinking HR leaders will also recognize that the opportunity to demonstrate their value as an enabler of strategic business goals will outweigh any perceived loss of control over employee benefit plan operations. Well, here are some recommendations that we think are effective and can be used by you as you go away from this podcast looking for takeaways. As a motivator for security and risk management leader, human resources executives should do these four things. First, encourage their employee benefit plan committee colleagues to regard cybersecurity as one of their fiduciary duties by ensuring that up-the-line reviews use outcome-driven cybersecurity performance reports. Number two, reinforce desired executive cybersecurity risk behavior by working with the team, that is the cyber command team, to insert cybersecurity performance goals in business executive employment agreements. You can also then thirdly reduce your organization's potential for negative societal impact by developing environmental, social, and governance goals as part of your annual cybersecurity strategic planning. And then fourth, define the scope and objectives of your third parties. Start here with an assessment of their cybersecurity policies and procedures. Well, now I'll conclude with a word about a tool endorsed by the Employee Benefit Plan Cybersecurity Group. It's called CyberProtect. It's a comprehensive solution for the challenges facing employee benefit plan committees and human resources executives. It delivers three services, and these are separately or in a package. They include an assessment of current practices, implementation of a data security policy that 
conforms to the cybersecurity guidance issued by the Employee Benefit Security Administration, and finally, ongoing monitoring of the plan's vendors' cyber policies and practices. You may learn more about CyberProtect Online at rolandchris.com slash cybersecurity. All one word, cybersecurity. At that same site, you'll also find other resources regarding employee benefit plan fiduciary duty aids through the eyes of the U.S. Department of Labor. Well, thank you for your participation in today's podcast. We enjoy receiving feedback here, so please send us your comments by email at excellentfiduciary at rolandchris.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And I hope you'll join us on our next podcast. And until then, have a great day.